We're talking exchange-traded funds. This is the ETF of the week, where we get the very latest from ETFtrends.com Chief Executive Officer Tom Lydon. Tom, lots to talk about this week. Good to have you back. Great to be back, Chuck. Thanks. Given current events, I barely need to ask. Your ETF of the week is... The Fidelity Fruit and Vegetable ETF. (laughs) (laughs) The ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF. Ticker symbol B-I-T-O. B-I-T-O. It is the ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF, which debuted on Tuesday. So it's the ETF of the week in all of life this week as well as here on the ETF of the week. Now, it is the first Bitcoin-linked exchange-traded fund in the United States, giving investors exposure to cryptocurrency through the futures market, not through investing in it directly. And it's the first, Tom, but I dare say that if we looked at everything that's in registration, we could probably now, from here to the end of the year, have a brand new Bitcoin fund every week being the ETF of the week. So is this one first or is this a true game changer? I agree, Chuck. There have been for eight years different applications in front of the SEC for approval in a whole variety of different structures. Trying to cut to the chase, Gary Gensler, chairman of the SEC, finally became comfortable with a futures-backed ETF structure under the 1940 Act, which for him checks a couple boxes. Number one, he used to be chairman of the CFTC. So futures-based strategies are in fact regulated because the underlying are regulated. Number two, having this structured in a 1940 act provides added security for the investors. They have to have a board of directors. They have to have regular accounting and reporting, which is key and critical. So he did the best that he could with what he was comfortable with, what they had to work with, and what he felt was best for the ultimate investor. But it's not a spot Bitcoin, what's happening to the price of Bitcoin kind of fund. So how much of this is mission accomplished and how much should an investor who's been saying, I'm waiting for a Bitcoin fund, I'm waiting to be able to do this in a form that I trust that I don't have to go out and get a special account for a little bit of my money. You know, I want to do this alongside the rest of my brokerage account. How much should that investor go? Here is my long-term, I'll make an allocation to Bitcoin kind of fund. The answer is it's the best it's going to be for a while in an ETF wrapper. And Chuck, I know there are a lot of applications in place, but there are only a few that are in place around a future strategy. Valkyrie, Van Eck, Galaxy are in place and will probably be rolled out in the next couple of weeks. So you're going to have some choice and that's good. Ultimately, I think what you were talking about is something that's akin to GLD where you actually have, and I've got air quotes here, the physical backed ETF that has physical ownership of Bitcoin. We're probably not going to see that for a while. I know a lot of people are waiting for that, but at best, it's going to be six months away. So right now, when you talk about what's available to you, first of all, there's a whole generation 
and you and I talk about this all the time, that's really comfortable with having a Robinhood account or they're buying GameStop and all the exciting things, the shiny objects that are going on in the investment community. I think that's actually good because that's where you learn. You know, when you get punched in the nose a couple times, you start to pay attention. And I know I did some really stupid things and very aggressive things early on. And when I started to lose some money, I really started to pay attention. But for middle-aged folks, boomers, let's say, that have their money saved, they have them in brokerage accounts, they really haven't had an option to be able to invest in crypto, direct crypto. And the correlation between the futures price and the actual price of Bitcoin is pretty tight. Now, granted, there are potential complications. There are potential futures roles that may cost you a little bit money or in fact the fund a little bit of money, but it's not going to be like GLD and the difference between GLD and a gold miner ETF where there's not that tight correlation. That brings us back to an ETF that we talked about as ETF of the week in early August the Bitwise Crypto Industry Innovators ETF, BitQ, B-I-T-Q, where that is more of the miners versus B-I-T-O being Bitcoin futures. And so what you're saying is what you like about this fund is if you want Bitcoin, you'd rather be in the Bitcoin futures than in the Bitcoin support companies. Yeah, and again, If you believe in the miners for a small investment in your portfolio and diversification over time, because it definitely is non-correlated, you know, if we're talking about for the next 10 years, putting a one to 3% allocation in the miners, that makes a heck of a lot of sense because there is going to be a limited amount of coin that's available and the miners are the one that's going to bring them home. So that is definitely something to think about. It's also important to understand there's more adoption in cryptocurrency than ever today, as we're within a breath of record highs in the price of Bitcoin. So the big question is for the baby boomers out there or Gen X who has yet to invest in cryptocurrency in any way, you don't have a Coinbase account, you haven't had a chance to allocate in any way now that you can buy this through your Fidelity account or your Schwab account or your TD account, or you've got an advisor at Morgan Stanley. Does this make sense to dollar cost average in where you're ultimately going to have two to 3%? It does. Right now, by looking at the trading in the last couple of days, this ETF has held up very, very well. It's hushed a lot of the naysayers. It's going to go on record as being one of the top 10 launches of any ETF out there, and that's notable. But the real test for this fund, Tom, and I will play devil's advocate here, is what happens when we get a little ways out. Because this fund is buying futures, as we've said, and the standard way to buy futures for an ETF is you're buying front month futures, the next month. When those futures expire, you have all that cash, you have to reinvest. By nature, you have to reinvest in Bitcoin. I'll give a super simple example. Bitcoin currently trading roughly 60,000. It's 60,000 now. You have your future, say, at 62.5, something along those lines. But if Bitcoin spikes, which we've seen it happen, at the end of the month, 
you got to buy those next futures for Bitcoin 70,000 or something along those lines. That's a situation called contango, where you're selling your futures low and you're buying the next round of futures high. That, of course, is not what we want to do. We want to buy low, sell high. This is potentially, as long as Bitcoin keeps going up, which, of course, is what you want it to do, it still could be a significant drag or difference, couldn't it? I think the scenario you painted is way outside the margins. There's a lot of arbitrage that's to be made if we're actually going to have a 15% discrepancy between current futures price and the next month futures price based on liquidity in the market today. Uh, But again, Chuck, these are one of the things that we have to pay attention to. Some are going to sit back and although they're curious, they're going to watch to see how this trades. They're going to watch and see from a month over month standpoint, is there a disparity between the price of the ETF and the price of Bitcoin? And I would just say there are a lot of smart people behind this. And the fact that Bitcoin is liquid and there's a market for it. And right now, there are enough futures out there to satisfy the demand. I think we're going to be in good shape. And that is why the newest fund, but the biggest release in a long time, the ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF, B-I-T-O, is the ETF of the week from Tom Lydon and ETFtrends.com. Tom, always great to chat with you. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. Yep, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast on your favorite podcast app by going to MoneyLifeShow.com. To learn all about exchange-traded funds, what's hot, what's trending, what's new, what's changing, go to ETFtrends.com. They're on Twitter at ETFtrends and Tom Lydon, their editor, my guest. Well, he's on Twitter too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is new every Thursday and it's available on all of your finer podcast apps. We hope you'll follow along and if you have time, leave us a review because they really do help. Until next week when we do this again, happy investing, everybody. Happy investing, everybody.